1: If you go to miamighostchronicles.com you can find links to the shows mp3 files which you can download or links to your favorite platform like itunes spreaker soundcloud and all other major sources you can find information for upcoming and past talk show appearances as well as new book projects at marlenepardo.com you can also purchase books and merchandise there and you can visit my author page on Amazon at Marlene Pardo Due to popular demand, I'm narrating my true believer stories that I've collected throughout the years in a new series called Supernatural Storytime. You can find links at SupernaturalStorytime.com. If you are into classic horror, ghosts, and adventure stories, I narrate some of those at Nightshade Diary. And you can find links at NightshadeDiary.com. If you would like to read noteworthy news about the paranormal world, true crime, conspiracy stories, and anything that is just plain weird, you can visit the Stranger Than Fiction Stories tab at MiamiGhostChronicles.com. I do want to thank you all for being part of my audience, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi, everybody. This is Marley with Miami Ghost Chronicles, Stories of the Supernatural. How's everybody doing? Good, I hope. Everything is good here, and I know you're not going to be hearing this for just a little bit, but now we're into November, what I call the home stretch of the year. And of course, in South Florida, we're barely in the 70s, which is kind of cool. But uh, it's still, you know, crazy weather here in the sense that it's hot. <laughs> Every I look at the news and, you know, you ah. see up in these northern states, it's like so cold. And down here we're still and um, everybody's always asking me how the farm is going. And yeah, uh, now, as a matter of fact, is when I start doing my hard work, because since we finished with the rainy season, uh, then I've got a hundred trees that I got to keep watered, and uh, so believe it or not, this is when I do a lot of my hard work, which is to make sure that I get my trees watered, because even though they're a year old, uh, they they still haven't you know gone down and and uh, basically hit the aquifer that we have here in uh, Florida, and uh, you know and again and I, I mentioned this the other day and I want to say it again I can't I can't get over how quick. They're bringing the Christmas stuff. It was like, here we are, everything is Christmas, Christmas, and don't get me wrong, I love Christmas, but it was like we were barely out of August and everything was Christmas. It was like, well, what happened to everything in between? And um, you know and I wanna, we're, we're going to mention this subject I'm going to bring up, we'll, uh, we'll discuss it with my guest with our guest in a minute, which is um, almost like uh, that they want to like pass over Passover Thanksgiving. Like, what happened to Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, it was almost like before Thanksgiving was the kickoff for Christmas. Even though, yeah, you would see Christmas here, Christmas there, or autumn stuff. Usually, it was like, okay, Thanksgiving is come and gone. Now is when we're really getting into the Christmas stuff. And it's almost like um, they want to put Thanksgiving off on the sidelines. And I have a problem with that. But anyway, let me tell you the really exciting stuff, which is, who our guest is tonight and this is someone who's been here before and I'm so happy to have him back his name is Bill Bean Reverend Bill Bean and he is of course for those of you who are not familiar with him which is hard to believe he is a deliverance minister and exorcist he travels throughout the United States helping individuals and families uh, to arrive at solutions to cases of demonic possession oppression curses and extreme hauntings He has helped people worldwide in over 40 countries, also via Skype. He does a lot of extensive traveling on site, but he's not limited to that. He also uh, can help those, you know, this is like, this is the good side of uh, technology for those that are in another country. And um, one of the things that that Bill has done recently is he uh, redid his book, Dark Forces Revisited. This is... His story about his own uh, what happened with his family and like we were talking before we started recording uh, he has a better understanding he says even some details now are easier for him to recall which is why he went ahead and he re-edited the book and brought it out but anyway I uh, helped me to welcome bill back how are you doing bill
2: I'm doing great Marlene thank you so much for having me back it's always a pleasure to be on with you
1: no it is my pleasure on the contrary and um, we were talking, uh, you, you said, like, that you're traveling all over the place? Mm, um,
2: yeah, nonstop.
1: Nonstop. And uh, I'm sure that everybody presents with different cases. I'm sure when they come and they contact you. Uh, let me ask you, is there a threshold or something that you say, okay, I need to be there in person if I can? Is there something that you would say has to be a benchmark that you say, this 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 cannot be handled remotely?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, the power of God could do anything, and we mm-hmm. praise Him for that. But there are some times that I, and I, how can I say this? I don't claim to be anyone or anything, so I don't claim any special powers, or I don't claim to be special at all. I'm just somebody that God works through to do great things, and I praise God for it. It's Him, it's not me. Um, so... With that said, I have to maintain a super close and personal relationship with God, and therefore my connection with God always has to be strong. And so, again, that said, I rely on spiritual discernment from God to guide me for each case and individual. And if God is putting it on my spirit that I need to be there in person with someone or family, well, then that's exactly what I'll do, and then I'll say that to those people. And, and yes, you're right. Like in the introduction, I've helped hundreds of people uh, via Skype, you know, and, and mm-hmm. people in over 40 different countries, and I praise God for that. But I've also helped hundreds more in person, you know, all over the United States. and continue to do so. And it's the greatest thing in the world. Your purposes in life, and B, that God actually is working through me to take this evil garbage out and off and away from people, and then they have this miraculous transformation to where they go from victim to victor, just like mm-hmm. God did for me. So it is the greatest feeling in the world, Marlene, to know that somebody has actually had their life transformed in that way.
1: Well, and and you mentioned something. Really important, which was that I'm sure that when you were enduring these things in your childhood and with your family, you know, you you, sometimes, of course, you don't see beyond it. But you yourself have said those experiences has helped me now uh, to who I am and my understanding.
2: I totally agree. You know, I could not be here where I'm at right now. Had I not been there, it was a necessary part of my Mm -hmm. journey. We all have a journey in life, and everybody's been down the long and hard roads in some way, shape, or form uh, throughout their lifetime. And, again, I could not be here as this spiritual warrior, God working through me to help these people, had I not been there to be victimized and to suffer and to experience just about anything that you can imagine in a paranormal, supernatural type of way. Right.
1: And, and the reason why I mentioned this is that sometimes people, when they have these experience similar or like you said, they feel like victimized or sometimes yeah. they don't they don't understand. Like, why me? You know, why is this happening to me? Especially if it's something exactly. that they really didn't they didn't do it looking for. They weren't dabbling. They just it just happens, you know, for whatever reason. And they can't figure out why, you know, like God's picking on me or, you know, or or why is this happening to me? And it's just sometimes, I guess, that we can't see the whole road. We don't see what's around the curve for us. And at that moment in time, it feels like, you know, for some people, I'm living under a cloud. uh, Or they don't see any good coming out of it at all, ever, ever.
2: You're absolutely right. And so this is why it's invaluable. (laughs) me to be in this position that God has placed me in. I didn't seek this out. I didn't want to mm-hmm. do this. God called me to do it. And so I perfectly you know it makes perfect sense to me now. And I could go um, to anyone or to any client or family's home and and they realize that I have you know had horrific experiences and I know what it's like to suffer. And then all of a sudden the wall, you know, comes down because when people have suffered high levels of trauma, Mm -hmm. they don't trust anybody and they don't want to talk about it. They try to bury it. It's so painful that they can't even bring it up. Um, However, it is necessary to come up. Because if it doesn't come up, then that will give the devil legal right to be there. So we must get these things up, out, yes. and off. And that's where my uh, job comes in and my calling from God. God working through me to get the I mean, I just had a... I was just to a family uh, two days ago in uh, Virginia, wonderful people. And um, they were suffering in uh, a severe way and I don't want to go into the details because mm-hmm. I respect my clients' sure. privacy but um, some people will talk about these things and others they don't, you know, they want to keep it private right. but let me tell you um, there was a high degree of suffering there evil was present there uh, and God worked through me to take all of that and break all of that off of them and it was so great, just such a great feeling to know that they were okay and I was on a show last night okay. and a recent family that I had helped in Seattle they did want to talk about it and uh, Frank and Cheryl are wonderful people love them dearly and I went out there a couple weeks ago and um, day two we're having severe demonic problems and uh, family of four and so it was Frank and Cheryl and Cheryl's daughter and uh, Cheryl's sister. And they had all suffered horrifically from childhood into their adult years. They carried that around with them for many, many years. Okay. And the the major attack was taking place uh, against the daughter. And um, let me just say this, that had I not gotten there when I had gotten there, tragedy could have come out of that and so I am just overjoyed to tell you that God really did work through me to take all that evil and negativity and all those strongholds and curses and hexes and vexes and spells off of them it was an exhaustive process that's because I had to perform four separate deliverances For each of them. And um, And was this like a family, like a, was this
1: something that was attached to the family line?
2: Let's just say yes. It was a family bloodline curse and it was affecting them in a horrific way and they had all suffered, you know, from childhood up. And they are doing great. And Frank and Cheryl came on that show last night and just, it it gave me chills. My heart just. I can't describe the feeling uh, Marlene in knowing Mm -hmm. that they're okay and they're going to be okay. So people hear me say praise God all the time. I'm not some carnival buck or televangelist or whatever. I'm real. And the power of God working through me is real. And I, so when I say praise God, I mean praise God because he is worthy of 24 seven praise.
1: Right. And people don't realize that, like I said, when they've, when they're going, like you said, years because this sounds like something that happened to this family, and I'm sure, like others that you've encountered, for years sometimes, yeah. uh, that they try to. And, and by this, I'm not saying, uh, you know, they go to mental health counselors; they even go to regular doc, you know, MDS. They go <laughs> well, they through all the state, secular they avenues. Mental
2: health counselors, yeah, they 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 explore all the avenues.
1: And uh, and I even hate to say, a lot of them sometimes end up getting medicated, uh, yeah. all for years later to realize. It's, you know, being held together like by a Band-Aid, and that's, I, I'm sure that that's when they arrive on your doorstep. And people don't realize that, um, and I hate to say this because it sounds very trite, but you know that, that thing about hitting the bottom of the barrel when you surrender, when yeah. you say, yeah. I'm willing, anything, whatever, you, you know, whatever you say to do, I will do it, okay? Because mm-hmm. they are willing, they, they realize at some point uh, and, and I want to say almost contrary to what they even suspect spiritually, that this uh, is not going to be uh, uh, taken care of by therapy or by medicine, as in, you know, medication yeah. uh, or, yeah. or, or like what you said, I'm just going to pretend it never happened. I, we won't talk about this.
2: <laughs> right. Let's sweep it under the rug. Let's
1: sweep it under the rug because it always comes back up. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what happens, that's why, like you said, that that people say, how could a family or an individual go years and years, and you'd you'd be surprised how long people can either move around from house to house, depending, you know, and it'll follow them, or um, they just, they learn how to manage it. Uh, And and I wanna say, I hate to say it, I'm sure there's people out there that never, they go through their whole lives basically enduring it uh, because they never want to talk about it. They or, or they feel ashamed. Yeah. Like they think it's something's wrong with me, or with my family. Instead of reaching out for help, let's say to somebody like you, mm-hmm. and which I'm sure you don't. You you know you're not there to judge them in the sense of no. hey, this is all your fault.
2: <laughs> no, and a lot of these people, Marlene. I'm sorry to say the most common thread in all of this, not not in every case, but in a large percentage. Yeah. Goes back to childhood and yes. it, the the link is child mm-hmm. molestation. Yes. And so when these types of wicked and heinous acts take place, of course uh the perpetrator absolutely is demon filled to be able to carry out such wicked, heinous, vile yes. acts. But then unfortunately, after the act takes place Then the demons are drawn to the victim, and why? Because the victim has just been exposed to a high level of trauma, Mm -hmm. which now has caused blood and secretions to come out from the pineal gland and the adrenal glands. And so that's... actually the most powerful drug on the black market called adrenochrome and mm-hmm. demons are drawn to that like candy so they will yes. stay on the victim after that and it's just so sad and, and so yes people carry these things around for many years until someone like me comes along God working through me and then we can put a stop to it and then it's time for the person to be free and to move forward yes. in what I call warrior mode.
1: yes and uh, I think that what happens also, Bill and like you said, when people have that type of trauma, especially as a child, yeah um, there comes a point where you know that people have to accept it and by this people say, oh forgive no no, I'm not saying forgiveness or that you can't travel back in time and redo it. but you got you can't stop being victimized by it and people don't realize that like you said, Chances are that whoever victimized his child, whether it was a caretaker, a parent, a stranger, whatever, yeah. they themselves might have been influenced demonically because I think that the aim of evil, and I'm going to put evil as in with a capital E, um, its thing is to cause human suffering, agony. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's almost like, you know, and I'm not going to say all the time, but a lot of times it's like a ripple effect. The person that was victimized becomes a victimizer, especially if there was one no there to help them. Uh, and it's it, almost it, like it, it, it's it, like a it ripple cycle. effect it, yeah. it affects those around them uh, and it's almost like this is like I, if, if i if i let's say a demon says I, I can victimize this child okay not only will i hold it hostage possibly depending unless they've run into somebody like you and they reach out for the rest of their lives and then of course all the interactions this person will have with all those around them um, Yeah. And hopefully, but it does happen. Where they then become the victimizer, and and it it just stretches out. People don't realize it's like a ripple effect, and that this is Absolutely. how evil works, and that they need, and for lack of a better word, the human host, to do this to to basically have this evil done to other human beings. All right, um, and it's it's it, a
2: and, vicious cycle. Yeah, yes. it's a vicious cycle of evil and the devil he certainly takes great joy yes. when these types of cycles you know repeat over and over and over again
1: yes yes and I have a lot of experience in this field I'm not going to go into but I have a lot of extensive mm-hmm. experience firsthand and what and which is why I asked you I've seen unfortunately multi-generational effects of it all yeah. right especially even among the generations that are still alive and, but then when you mm-hmm. talk to some of them, they will tell you some of their family history, and you're like, okay. Uh, and, but, you know, there's something here that um, wants to keep you in its grip. Uh, and by extension, and, you know, everybody that comes into the family is born into the family, marriage into the family, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's incredible sometimes how long this can go on until, like you said, they contact somebody like you and they can break that cycle uh, and say, that's it. You, this will not keep going forward through us. Uh, and But it, it, you have to be, uh, I wanna say whether it's an individual or it's a family, depending. Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you something, Bill, I, and I'm not gonna say this happens all the time, but in my experience, you'd be surprised how sometimes one traumatized person will end up getting in a relationship or married sometimes to oh, yeah, people yeah. to somebody has a similar background almost
2: yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like
1: wh- what are the chances and i think that that's not coincidental in other words
2: not at all that's what the devil wants he wants yes. to keep that person enslaved
1: yes yes yes
2: and that uh, type of situation over and over again throughout life
1: yes and people will say and i'll say you, you know what i i it coincidences of course always exist but I've seen it in my own experience where it's like, this is not coincidental, the odds are too high, where there's like I a agree. special attraction. And sometimes they'll even do this with more than one person, which has nothing to do with looks, physical.
0: For the ones finding new ways to ensure the job always gets done. For the ones wearing many hats. For the ones who are hands-on, even from far away. And the ones keeping business moving forward. We are Granger, Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. With 24/7 support and experienced staff at over 250 local branches, call clickranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one. Best Network. Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined. Not specific to 5G networks.
1: Looks. It has nothing to do with that. There's just something there that kind of like magnet to steel will attract them because of this trauma, this shared trauma, this common denominator that they have. And of course, let's say we're talking a couple that have children, you know, and it's almost okay um, then, of course, if you have children and then it's still, again, like you said, it hasn't been resolved and it Mm -hmm. gets visited on the next generation, even though they might have not had, even though they might not be, have been victimized, but you know, like, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen it. People that have had that trauma, alcoholism, uh, substance abuse, all these things. um, And of course, you know then it's visited on their children because if you're a parent and you're a caretaker you could love your child but you're in the grip of let's say an addiction um your best intentions or love towards your child go by the wayside you see what i'm I saying totally agree.
2: i totally agree and so this is why it's so important for people to really consider Making God first in their life and having a yes. real and authentic yes. and personal connection with God.
1: Yes, yes, and and, and-, and- Absolutely.
2: once that happens, then you will, in developing a real connection and a strong connection, you'll have that level of holy discernment to know what to do, because God will guide us in that way. So that's why it's so important for us to really consider it. Look, I can't twist anybody's arm to do anything, but what I can do is share the truth with people and say, look, this is what God did for me, this is how God saved me, and this is what God does for me and through me now for others. That's all 100% true yes, yes. So this is uh you know the testimony and the seeds that i can plant with people and then it's up to them from there
1: well exactly and, and like you said ultimately we all always have free choice in everything even yeah. that you know that, that that uh whatever people ultimately people don't realize you know that no you always have a choice they might not be the best choices what, but that's you always why have a there's choice. an
2: appetite of mankind in the first place it's he's there because of our free will yes. so You know, this has really worked out in God's perfect plan and way of doing things. I feel that God knew uh, the devil, Hasatan, Satan, whatever you want to call him, (laughs) uh, was going to rebel. And so, you know, he was a son of God. He was created. He's a created being. So, you know, I, I always say this to people. Just imagine now the devil, he wants to ascend to the heights of the Most High. Right. Well, He was created by him, so, you know, he would love to have that level of Mm -hmm. greatness and adulation, but, you know, it'll never happen because there's no way that he could be anywhere near God, Yahweh. There's Mm -hmm. no way because he's a created being, so he is, uh, to me, he's like a rebel son, and and God doesn't destroy him because Mm -hmm. he actually serves a purpose, and his purpose is, again, to be the adversary, to mankind because of our free will. So when we uh, make some bad choices, there's going to be a consequence and he's going to be right there to amplify and magnify that. So I say that from birth, I believe that Yahweh assigns angels to each and every one of us. Well, the devil copies everything that God does and he puts a vulgar twist on it. So I believe that he assigns demons to people as well. They just look for openings. And whenever there's an opening, they're going to kick that door in and then Mm -hmm. big problems are gonna follow afterwards of course.
1: And, and you mentioned <clears throat> before we started recording that you know you you know you've always been very busy but you've seen an uptick in cases and i'm, I'm going to ask you yeah. something because and i've you know i'm i'm in my 50s so you know i tell everybody you know I, I i remember when um movies or anything having to do with the devil or evil or satan or lucifer was in a very negative and he was ugly and scary and yeah. i think that lately like the, what they did with the vampires that they went from being scary to they made them sexy yep and they've kind of done the same thing with with satan they they
2: they they made him like uh that was on lucifer yes you know uh, he was the cool guy he got all the girls he had a nightclub you know he wasn't such a bad guy after all and that's what the theme is now in our world is to glorify the devil and evil, and the scriptures tell us, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, and that's exactly what is happening now. Everything is becoming upside down, and so this next generation that's coming along here, they won't know any different. And they'll say, oh, well, he's not such a bad, he's just misunderstood. And that's how people are being led away from God in droves, and they will accept um, the devil and his minions and these uh, agendas that he has on the earth, and the masses will blindly accept them because they won't know any better. What does God say? My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So it is our responsibility and obligation to seek. And Jesus said, seek and you shall find, and the truth will set you free. So, again, we should be doing these things, but there are so many diversionary tactics in our society right. Right. that Which leads is the, the, people the, away from God.
1: That's, and that was a point I was going to, that we get... An, you know, because let's face it, people, especially now with media and everything, Internet TV and everything, yeah. people, like you said, they they give this personification, like you said, in that that show Lucifer, where, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's a, a cool guy. And, yeah, you I know, and, uh, and and believe it or not, and if you listen to it, he's only guilty of asking of. In other words, he gives you what you really want. In other words, you asked for it. But they really make them evil. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and there's a lot of other, even in the in the um, this show that's been running for a long a long time, Supernatural. Uh, same thing. They give evil like uh, almost like uh, this persona that is like almost human-like. And I'm thinking to myself, there's nothing human about that.
2: The, you know. isn't that amazing? And and there will be. You know, especially young people
1: mm-hmm.
2: that will take that in and embrace that. Yes. And then it becomes a brainwash and it mm-hmm. becomes a mind conditioning. So there's nothing that mm-hmm. you or I could say right. to sway their thoughts in any way, shape, or form because they would say, You're crazy. No, it's not that at all. It's this because I see it on TV all the yes. time yep. and this is what they say.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And I think it's only if you're a certain age. And I've seen the transition. Like I tell him, you know, I remember when, like, remember when Stephen King came out with Salem's Lot? But the vampire yeah. was horrible looking. It's like, who, yeah. the, you know, and then, of course, they they massaged his image, like, his publicist. Mm-hmm. And he was tall, dark, and wow. And it was like, okay, how did he go from being the vampire in Salem's Lot to, you know, the other versions that came out, like, after the 1970s, etc.? Uh, it's
2: just amazing. I mean, yeah. it is uh, again a glorification. So if you're glorifying something like this, mm-hmm. well, then it becomes attractive in a sense, and so then you know people are attracted to that, and they go, "Oh, wow, okay, well, this is actually pretty cool."
1: Right. Let me ask you: Do you where think the that has? Lies. Do you think that has something to do with the more activity under um, the, the cases that you've been halted? Do you think that's part of it?
2: Not all of it, it but part of it. it. Okay. It is part of it now. Part again is what we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. where you know people have really gone through levels of high trauma, and whether that is through right. molestation, rape, uh, some type of violent beatings, or right. uh, even severe mental abuse, that can mm-hmm. cause to trigger all these types of uh, you know reactions right. and, and get a person into that that high level of stress. However, uh, in a lot of cases, yes, people are being conditioned, and furthermore. Mm -hmm. I also believe that when people are taking in that type of programming, that's, believe me, TV is called programming for a reason. It's mind programming. This comes from the military-industrial complex, and people Mm -hmm. should do some studies on this. Um, So when people are taking in programming, uh, the devil and his minions can travel through the airwaves. Uh, You know, again, the scriptures say the devil's the prince of the power of the air. That means the airwaves. So literally, uh, these things can come into your home when you're watching and taking in certain things. Why? Because of free will and invitation, Mm -hmm. knowingly or unknowingly, willingly or unwillingly. Just the fact of something with that type of content being on could give the devil enough legal right to send demons to come through and then to come upon someone and their household,
1: right? And, and which is because I understand perfectly well, absolutely, what you're talking about—trauma, childhood trauma, whatever. The you know, yeah. once systematic, whatever the case. But I was also looking at it from the aspect of what you said—the invite. You're putting mm-hmm. out the invite, and I said people sometimes think of an invite as in RSVP, and it's like there's different ways of putting out an invitation, especially at a metaphysical plane, as in absolutely. what you just explained.
2: Some of these very same people, Marlene, would say, "No, no, I never, I never did that. I never said that." Well, mm-hmm. yeah, when you go back and look at it, yes, you did. And right. and so uh, we have to be very, very careful mm-hmm. in everything that we do. And, yes. and so this is why I say people, I say to them, I caution them against following their heart. You know that saying, right. "Follow your heart." Yeah. Well, that's not true. We should be following our mind because our heart is based on emotion. <laughs> So if we follow the heart, well, then we're following something on emotion and impulse, which is not good. So right. we have to step back and take a deep breath and then follow our mind because we have to soundly think about things before yes. we make the decision to do something. So the devil knows this, and this is why he capitalizes on people that make those impulsive decisions. And then, boy, oh, boy, you know, once it's right. done, it's right. – done yes. and then you're somewhere else and you're going to have to have it removed in some way shape or form and usually it's by someone like me god yes. working through me to come along and get rid of that garbage yes
1: yes and and uh and uh, i i would say like you said that they um for lack i'm going to use the word because i think it's the most appropriate people are seduced into this yes. um it's the perfect word because because it's, that's what it is yeah yeah Uh, and, and it's really, and it's funny because supposedly when you're in your teenage years or in your, well, nowadays, I hate to say you're an adolescent to your thirties or whatever, Mm -hmm. but you know, you're so wanting to be independent. You know, I'm an adult, I'm grown up. I do my own, I do what I want. And it's not Mm -hmm. really, uh, not really. That's what you think. But in many cases, um, like you said, they're impulsive or they don't stop to think. Is this really, this is, you know, this is not going to be in my best interest.
2: Exactly. Um, And then furthermore, now think about this. You have these quote unquote that, um, just it's mind-boggling marlene it's mind-boggling some of these people and and they're elevated into places of idol worship yes and they are open about worshiping the devil and open about trying to get others to follow them in that yes and they are succeeding in some cases
1: yes yes um it's 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 incredible uh the i want to say it's like it, it, it's there's so many angles that it, i mean i'm thinking you know even as a parent nowadays to you you have to be i mean you always have to be vigilant for your children i you no know, that's yeah. without saying but now it's like they put this extra layer that you have to be vigilant about everything they say because everything comes sometimes that it's disguised you know
2: yeah um i totally agree
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna give you and i know so many people out there are gonna go marlene Uh, This movie that came out now, Maleficent, okay, which is the wicked stepmom or the wicked, you know, of the fairy tale, which was always the villain. You know, all stories have a villain, okay? And now she's been turned into the heroine, but if you look at the storyline, it's almost like uh, it's couched into uh, feminism, you know, where before the princess had to be rescued by the prince she doesn't need yeah. the prince anymore because and now the 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 witch okay maleficent who was the one that was evil is actually the good person you know
2: and it's and, like what happened? back to what we said earlier yeah it's a glorification of evil so those uh the scripture says woe to those who call evil good and good evil and that's where we are right now mm-hmm. so uh there's an agenda to yeah. um Really, how can I say this? Uh, well, they they call it toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. So men like me, they want to be rid of. They want the sissy-fied, effeminate, yes. um, subservient uh, yes. man that'll just curl up in the fetal position, yes. and then they're trying to make the woman, you know, the strong and dominant one and all mm-hmm. this. And this is totally out of order with God. No. This is what the devil wants. He yes. reverses everything, and that's what's taking place here. So you have, again... These and and let me say this, and I've been saying it for years. You know those types of movies and productions from Disney mm-hmm. and all these other—they're yeah. evil. They are they are totally yeah. evil. They are mind programming for children, yeah. and yeah. parents should really study about all of this before they allow their children to watch these kinds of yes, things. Because yes. if you really study about it. There are many disturbing things like witchcraft and Satanism and sex, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. that are programmed and lumped into this that people and certainly children don't realize what they're seeing. But it's all there. You just have to do some research. And, uh, you know, if people want to know the truth, it's going to require them to dig a little bit. And, you know, the truth will set you free. Seek and you will find. And for me, I'd rather know the truth any day than live in a lie, and uh it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't share in that that yes. they'd rather live in the lie yes. and say, okay, well, it's not affecting me or my household, so I don't care it doesn't matter to me. well, let me tell you something eventually it will affect you and your household
1: well well see and this is the thing that people don't realize that again their the message the underlying message is put into the movies or or show or whatever and on the face of it you think oh it's just a story but then and i'm going to give you for example especially when your children are younger i remember when my kids were younger i this was Mm -hmm. back in vhs dvd times i would buy them because my kids would watch movies over and over and over and over and over and over i could before i could have recited like lady in the tramp i knew all the songs because my kids were watching these shows over and over now can you imagine if you're taking these movies or these shows that your children uh you may say you bought the series or the dvds or whatever yeah
2: and they're watching them over
1: and, over and over and over and over and over and over again
2: absolutely and it's it's there all that is by design so even if we're looking at something and it's there's some type of uh hypnotic suggestion placed mm-hmm. in that, which it yeah. happens all the time, yes. in commercials especially. Mm. Uh, even though we don't see it or perceive it, our mind does and takes yeah. it in, and that suggestion is already absorbed into our brain. And so, yes. believe me, the devil knows what he's doing, and his minions and the human minions on this planet, That, uh, and I was just saying this last night, I truly believe that... Um, are certainly our world leaders. They're not in charge of anything. I think that uh, the real leaders of this earth are not even human at all, mm-hmm. and um, these world leaders are just puppets, and they just take their directives yes. from these, uh, whomever they are. And I, I really believe that's what's going on, and that's why chaos in the world because this is part of an invasion. This is part of turning man against each other to where it's divided conquer tactics and then it's easy to just conquer everybody after a period of time and and I believe that's where we're headed. Um, I pray that God would have mercy on us but he's not going to lift a finger until we decide that we want to come back to him and make him first. And If you read the Old Testament you'll see the theme over and over and over again where the people turned against God, and they just uh, did their own thing. And so then God would send somebody to warn them. And in the case of Nineveh, you know, that was Jonah and the whale. And Jonah, he hated the Ninevites. He didn't want to go and warn them about anything with God had him to go there and warn them that if they didn't turn uh, from their wicked ways and come back to him, that he was going to destroy them. And and Jonah went there, and the king, he spoke with the king, and the king certainly believed him, and the king made changes, and the people did come back to God, and God spared them. But a hundred years later, they went back to their wickedness, and God destroyed them.
1: Well, you know... It's people don't realize, and and I'm going to go back to something you said, Bill, you know, I'm a trained hypnotherapist and people don't realize what you said mm-hmm. about the movies that certain tone, uh, if certain beats will put you in yeah. a, a suggestible. And something really important people don't realize, high degrees of anxiety will put you in a hypnotic trance. People think yeah. that for you to be hypnotized, you have to be like, you know, when you see people with their eyes closed, you know, oh, the, no, 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 you could be with your eyes opening and seemingly function and you could be in a deep hypnotic state okay, yeah, high levels of anxiety will put you and that's why um, certain move and I tell something, okay, think of all these blockbusters now remove the soundtrack and tell me if the impact is the same on the movie. Just pull, pull totally back agree. pull out the music, take out the, the beats especially some of those beats that are done uh, that you know that heighten the feet you know depending on what the movie is of course but you know whether it's a or whatever. happens
2: woman Marlene that's exactly right and most yeah. people don't understand that
1: Yeah when they get become immersed, In that, by the way, I love movies. I'm not by this. I'm not saying ruin it for everybody, because some of some of these scores are beautiful. Some of these scores are absolutely beautiful, but there's Mm -hmm. others, depending on the theme of the of the movie. And I want to Mm -hmm. say especially later on that they have certain beats that will put you immerse you and put you in a hypnotic trance okay
2: absolutely uh and all life operates on frequency and vibration they know this
1: yes and um uh uh, and 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna go down the you know i i believe that sometimes we're people think i think that sometimes we're given too much fear by our society and Mm -hmm. and i know everybody's different some people will are more worried you know will worry more than others i know your personality has a lot to do with how you take in But I think that the reason that sometimes we're driven with all these fearsome things is to put us in a state of anxiety, of continuous anxiety, so that thereby we're very suggestible. Because the thing is, yes, we're we're supposed to handle stress. Nobody leaves a perfect life and things happen and you stress and you resolve them. That we can...
0: We did it again.
1: To handle that but when you're bombarded with these high levels of stress sometimes over things that you think I have no control over like what you were saying especially problems that look not only on an individual basis but overall to society something inevitable you feel oh my god how can I this is an escapable you know but you get hit with that day after day people that's why you hear so many people are anxious uh, or on yep. med- meds.
2: <laughs> oh, That's it's, all by design, too.
1: Exactly. To have exactly. Uh,
2: you know, a nation of pill junkies and, and to yes. where you can... And it's so sad because the pharmaceutical company, yes. they're making billions yes. at the expense of the people. Yes. And meanwhile, the people become enslaved because... Um, they rely on this now, so yes. they've got to have it, yes. and it's you know, and a lot yes. of these meds are addictive. So you know, once you get the mm-hmm. people on that, well, then in a lot of yes. cases, there's no coming off of it because they're yeah. addicted and they're going to stay on it.
1: Well, what happens is that it binds to the receptors in your brain. You know how, you know, which is what happens. You know, say I say you're a drug addict with whatever drug. You know, I'm talking here legal. What happens is it binds mm-hmm. to the brain receptors, you know, and this is where you get your reward. In other words, you know, people that are not on, uh, let's say, that abuse drugs, they get yeah. a be present and that makes them happy. Like, wow, or they're looking forward to going to, uh, we're going to go do this. Wow, you know, because
2: like, it's, it's like a high. It's yeah, like yeah. A, you but know, now you when know. the
1: only thing that makes you happy, you, you've basically trained your brain to only be happy when you get that drug. For example, yeah. But the next you're thing,
2: you're exactly right.
1: The things that would make you, I'm going to give you a, a woman perspective. I got a new pair of shoes. They're beautiful. Wow. Yeah. You know, you do that to some drug addicts, and they don't care. <laughs> you know, all they want, the only pleasure that they experience in their brain is the drugs. And then, of course, and you leapfrog from um, l- illegal to what you said, legal drugs, and, yeah. uh, and and basically, it kind of runs your life. And you think you can't manage without it and i'm gonna i want to segue back into i think that leaves a person very vulnerable to demonic whether it's oppression or influence or whatever you know the case might be
2: uh
1: it's like almost like a back door and you know god forbid if there is like you said a history of trauma for that person it's like it can be quite severe um
2: I totally agree. Where they're, they're like, everything they're you said is absolutely one hundred percent true.
1: Now, when let me ask you something, Bill. When what do you suggest? Um, because I'm sure you're you're one person. You cannot be everywhere all the time.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: do you, um, I guess, suggest to people when they start either realizing it, becoming aware of it, or basically accepting that they might be tangled in something that's demonic that's trying to either ruin their lives or their families. what what do you think yeah. that, that they should start doing?
2: They need to get help right away and whether they okay. contact me or someone else they need to, and you know here's another sad unfortunate thing Marlene is mm-hmm. that some of the clients that I've had, told me that they went to their church, to their pastor, to their priest, and they were turned away. And and then these people would say, what do you want me to do? I'm not trained in that. Can you imagine? I mean, you're you're claiming to be a man of God, an agent Uh for God, and then you turn people away and say, oh, I'm not trained in that. I can't help you. Or, or then dismissed as a crazy person and, oh, those things aren't real. Well, wait a minute. You're up there preaching the Bible and certainly there's, uh, many examples of Jesus, uh, casting out demons in the Bible. And, and so you're, uh, you're, you're standing there supposedly an agent for God and yes. then you're, turning around the other way saying, oh, I don't believe in that. We don't do that. And I'm not trained in that. And it's just sad and unfortunate. But this is what our society has been reduced to. And so it's very sad and unfortunate. Again, I thank God and praise God for having me to be in this position to be Mm -hmm. of help to people in this way. And I'll continue to do so um, more than likely for the rest of my life. And I praise God for that. Um, But People need help by the way because you can't let something like that go because it will through fear and then all the uh, Negative emotions that go along with that this stuff will get empowered and it yes. will amplify and magnify Until there are serious serious problems,
1: right? Well, I, I as, as a paranormal investigator I have run across that scenario where you spoke of Where people whether it's demonic or not, you know, I'm not saying that That, that they mm-hmm. went to clergy And they got that and they were like oh it's like they don't believe me i said no they do believe you and they're like what do you mean i go they do believe you but can you imagine if they admit to you i believe you but i'm so scared myself exactly that i'll just be dismissive because what am i going to tell you i'm supposed to be the person here who should have the faith to go in there and do battle with you but i'm so scared so i just rather act like you're a dingbat (laughs) <laughs> or, or yeah. you're imagining things instead of.
2: So it's dismissing the person. Yes. Yeah, absolutely.
1: They believe it. They don't have. It's not that they don't believe it. On the contrary, they really believe it, and they yeah. know what the danger is and what they're combating. But they, what are they going to say uh, to you when you come here in, in a very? To, to, to you, it's in a very serious uh, situation. And th- do you really think that? I'm sorry but they're they're not about to let out that hey uh, I'm good for regular stuff regular religious stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: know? out of that.
1: Uh, instead of you know okay this is this is this I know exists but I'm scared of it and by the way I'm sure that you know in other words I'm scared of it scared that I, it's even more powerful than my belief in God how's that in my faith
2: Isn't that amazing? And, you know, I've been flown to churches uh, in the past, several, to perform deliverances over the pastor, their wives, their family, congregation, the church, the property, um, because they had demons in the church, and they had demons and curses in or around them and their families. And uh, I was recently on an episode of the Travel Channel series uh, called the Holzer Files, and I was flown there to... uh, perform a spiritual deliverance over a a lady that was under severe demonic oppression, and she was headed for a full possession Mm -hmm. and or suicide. And and God worked through me to help her and take that from her. And I'm happy to tell you that she's had a total transformation in her life, and she's doing very well, and I've heard from her regularly ever since, and I'm I'm just so thankful to God for that. But um, we had uh, the show had gotten a church they rented it or whatever from, right. from this uh, pastor out there. Mm-hmm. Very nice man. I uh, enjoyed meeting him. Very good man, nice man. But he mm-hmm. told me himself, uh, no way. He's terrified of all that yeah. because I said to him, yes. would you like to assist me in this uh, performing this mm-hmm. deliverance? He said, no way. I don't want yeah. any parts of that. No way. That, right. that, that and terrifies you must... me and all that. So. He backpedaled, so, I, uh, I bet,
1: hard, hard. It was like, what? Nope. No, no, no.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Now, let me ask you something. And people don't realize that there's a lot of them out there. By this, I don't mean they're bad people and they have faith, but ultimately, they, it's like, like I said, I've heard of this a lot of times. I even had one gentleman who I said, well, you know what? between, you know, the, the, he had asked a priest to go out there, and he said the priest, like, was very dismissive, like, ran in the house, and all he got was really a blessing, blessed it, and I'm leaving, you yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and then I said, yeah. well, you know what, um, you know, if you want to, in the meantime, because he just called me, and he's, you know, we he, through a third party, I said, can you go get some holy water? And he told me, well, do I have to tell the priest that I'm going to get the holy, like, in other words, he had been going, by the way, he was, he had been in that parish for, like, 30 years, okay mm-hmm. in other words he had been going to church in this parish for a long and I hate to say it it was he was he was worried about because of how he was treated by this one priest that he would be looked at as the weirdo
2: you know exactly so there would be negative <laughs> ramifications against him yeah. for getting help right yeah. right Amazing. so I said
1: no I'm sure you can go and get some holy water from one of the fonts or they yeah you know, I mean, I mean um, you don't have to, as far as I know. There's no, there's nothing that says you need permission to get some holy water.
2: Exactly. Uh,
1: and uh, but he was worried. I was like, what is this? You know, how does that happen? Where you know you're all of a sudden you're you're worried that this is a place you go to every Sunday for services, and you don't want to be looked at because, of course, to you it's like, if the priest is looking at me like I'm weird, like oh, you're yeah. that person. Do I really want it to get out that? I might have something going on in my house, a haunting or something like this. And that was like that 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 really made me very sad when I heard that.
2: Um it was sad because these people through and that becomes a brainwash in itself to where, you know, these people now they're afraid to ask for anything, so they'd rather just yes. stay in all of the, the stress and anxiety and torment and attack than to go and try and get help because they're afraid of somebody getting upset.
1: Yes, yes. Especially people don't realize that sometimes when people belong to, 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 to certain churches, especially for a long time, and everybody knows them and they know everybody, um, yeah. they, you know, you have, I don't want to say like a reputation, but it's almost like um, if what's wrong with you is normal stuff when I mean normal stuff as a non-paranormal, everybody's willing to extend a hand and help you out.
2: And that's the way it should be. And, you know, when I had, before I started this journey of all the travel, I used to hold uh, services in, um, in the Baltimore area. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how I always wanted it to be that everybody was in this together. We're all in this together. So we need to help each other. And, you know, It's unfortunate in some of these churches of today People go there, they don't know anybody. They just no. go there and nobody knows anybody, and especially right. when you're talking about the bigger churches, mm-hmm. nobody knows anybody. So you've got a gigantic room full of strangers, yes. and you don't have anybody, All and right. the pastor or priest, they're supposed to be the ambassador mm-hmm. to try and bring these people together. They're not doing it, and so therefore you've got a room full of strangers, right. and nobody wants to do anything to help anybody in any way right. because everybody's a stranger
1: exactly exactly there's no um there's no ties that bind you regular stuff so that when a crisis does come up then this person is willing they know you they know you or they know
2: your family yeah, exactly so then everybody would step up and say hey we got to help so and so here exactly because we're all in this thing together
1: exactly exactly and yeah I, I i've seen that i've seen that and uh and of course when you're talking about what we're talking about here which is a haunting whether it's demonic or not it, you know Something that this person is coming to grips with, and um they just they do realize. Sometimes, you know, contrary to what we were talking about, the people that that go to the religious help as the last thing, these are the people that are willing and ready and able to go in that direction right away. But then they're blocked. They yeah. they're looked at as in, you know, did you do something or what did you do or or. Yeah, because it's, the, the truth is, and I'm sure you've seen it, Bill, it, this scares a lot of people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the devil, that's his greatest tool, fear. Yes, yes. because. You know, again, it goes back to frequency mm-hmm. and vibration. So when we're on high frequency, high vibration, life is good. We are moving forward, yes. and uh, we are blessed. and And it is not that we have a perfect life, but we mm-hmm. have a very good life. Yes. But when a person's on low frequency, and I've been there, believe me, it's as if the black cloud is over somebody's head. Nothing ever goes right. Yes. Nothing ever will. There's yes. always a problem, a drama, a situation, and never yes. an answer. Right.
1: Which ultimately, of course, That's the aim the is to isolate the person. Is isolation. Um, and then it goes downhill from there isolation is very bad and uh, you know nobody understands me nobody cares uh sometimes you will even find that even among family members where you will have and i've seen this where for some reason some person in the family will experience the majority of the phenomena to the point that every even the other family members kind of start giving them the look like oh it's you know you're imagining it and it's, again, the they isolation. can relate in
2: a sense. Exactly right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and, it's, it's, and so
2: it's, then it, it creates more division.
1: Of course. And it's, it's for lack of a better word, it's called psychological warfare, but um, yes. uh, on a spiritual level. It goes in and, and with
2: the spiritual aspect. And so that's why I say to people it is essential and it it's very necessary that we are strong mm-hmm. in mind, body, and spirit. Yes. We have to be strong in all three of those facets in life to be able to move forward, truly move forward, without having this kind of torment.
1: Yes, and people don't realize that, um, That, I, and again, yes, I agree. There are people that sometimes they bring it on themselves because they dabble in things they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go places they shouldn't. They hang out with people they shouldn't. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that. And, but sometimes things basically fall on people or families just because they're at the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, you know, or yeah, you know, they 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 they're really at their wits' end uh, trying to figure out what's going on, uh, whether it's the place that they lived in or just something like I said, being at the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, it could be a series mm-hmm. of things. Uh, and again, I. I like what you said that the the first step would be of course to reach out to help for somebody and don't be put off. right if if if, let's say you do reach out to somebody in the clergy or you know religious and they don't not even if they don't turn you away but they kind of like make you feel like they kind of poo-poo you (laughs) um then go find some somebody else you know
2: exactly and I tell people look I'm very very busy but I'm never too busy to help somebody and they can reach out to me anytime. Just visit BillBean.net. You can email me directly yes. from the site, and and I'll have somebody get back to you. More than likely to be, uh, you know, my assistant Melinda or my assistant Mara. Uh, one of the two will get back and get back very quickly. Okay. And and we will get you help.
1: Right. Exactly. Which is super important. That's I think like when I tell people, you know, the first step is to reach out because you're not a mind reader. <laughs> you know, you you that yeah. per, They have to take the first step and reach out to you uh and take then you know then just trust that you'll work it out from there but unless they reach out to you uh then nothing will happen nothing will happen
2: exactly right Uh, So it is essential that the person, you know, when they know that they're going through something like that, just right away say, I want to nip this in the bud before this turns into something very, very bad.
1: Let me ask you something, Bill. I'm going to have a link to your website, but for my podcast listeners, what is your website address?
2: Uh, My website is net.
1: Okay. All right. And, And as far as the book that came out, The Dark Force Revisited, is that available uh if people want to do they go to your website to amazon Yes.
2: okay they either one uh they can either go to amazon and purchase a copy or they can go to billbean.net and get a copy as well so it's available either way uh if they come to billbean.net and order from there uh i will if they want me to i'll personally sign it and send it out to them as soon as possible great perfect
1: Alright. Uh, okay guys, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna because and I'm very conscientious about this because Bill needs his rest. <laughs> so, you know we could talk for I know, I know, but I you know what? All with you. No, but you know what, Bill, I totally understand that there has to for you to do the work that you do, it's not only spiritual, it's a physical thing as well. You need yeah. those boundaries. Otherwise you couldn't be able to do what you do. It would be impossible. You're exactly right. Uh, so uh, Absolutely um, um, right, guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to blank out a second because I wanted to tell B, um, Bill something important, but I, this is for his ears only. So hold on. Sit, sit tight and just a 2nd I'm back. Okay. Yeah, no, there was something I wanted to talk to Bill about. Um, not personally. Well, personally, it's something about that. Some of the work that I've done in the past uh, that I don't share with the public, but he would understand where I was coming from. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to record that but um yeah you know in in that, in that book <clears throat> you know this is uh, talk talks about his experiences that he had as a kid um which i'm sure sh- for for i'm sure a lot of people know who bill bean is but you know the a, a haunted there's been various um shows that have done that version of what happened to him as a kid and how his family was affected and him of course and it was quite severe and we were talking where you know as as difficult as it was when he was having these experiences as a child especially as a child okay uh there was no way that he could have foreseen that those experiences as horrible as they were would serve him in the work that he does now um, and the reason I bring that up is not everybody that has horrific childhood or family circumstances. And by this, let me explain something. A lot of people think that um, childhood abuse has to be something that's done to you, you know, to your body, whether it's physical abuse, sexual molestation, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. Not necessarily you could be traumatized as a child by being witness to certain things again once or systematically okay it doesn't have to be you don't have to be the target of it but being witness um living uh, in circumstances will victimize you and cause you trauma and my point being that you know not everybody is going to be a person that does what Bill Bean does, okay, which is a ministry, etc., etc. My point being that you could have endured something along these lines, whatever, directly, direct, indirectly, whatever. However, that doesn't mean that you will forever have to live being traumatized and victimized by what happened to you. There comes, like I said, and I was saying, there, there, there. You know, the acceptance part. As f- people sometimes make the mistake of saying, "Oh, acceptance means it's okay." No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But you will never be able to go back and redo that. That that redo button doesn't exist. And some people spend their whole lives trying to look for the redo button. You know how they do it? They engage. They have significant relationships with people that are very similar in characteristics to the people that uh, made them suffer or victimize them. Okay. I want to give you a, for instance, let's say you were a child that lived in a household where one of your parents or caretakers had an alcohol problem. This person loved you, but they had a serious alcohol problem and you as a child suffered enormously. Okay. I remember there was a a lady, she's an adult now by the way, and she tells me how her dad had a very severe alcohol problem. By this, by the way, the, the gentleman, I want to say he was either an electrician or a plumber. He had, he had, he had his own little company where he worked, and he was able to maintain his house, as in he would work, but he had this problem where he was drinking. Like not like, oh, I'm gonna have a drink and pass out on the sofa. He was he he got really he would like go on drinking binges, and then when he would by the time he got home, he was raging. Okay, and she told would tell me these stories how. They lived in this town, which was like down a country. It wasn't like a big populated, but basically they lived kind of rural outside where there was a road. And she says that it was her and her three siblings. It was four of them. And she would, they kind of like already knew the noise of when he got home. Like I said, he would come home raging. And that her and her siblings would slip out one of the bedroom windows like they all knew everybody was on the same page and they would run down the road and hang out the only one that would stay in the house would be her mom who kind of like handled this and they already timed it they kind of knew how long it would take him to basically pass out asleep in the bed okay and then they would all come back into the house kids children i'm not talking teenagers i'm talking children 10, eight, seven, you know, that, because is four of them, that they would know, okay, we can go back in the house now, slip back in the same way we did, and everybody go back to sleep. This didn't happen once, but she was telling me this was almost every night for years, okay? And by the way, her dad loved them his way, whatever it was taught. They loved their dad, but in, that's my point of the witnessing part, okay? that they lived with this, uh, you know, and apparently her mom knew how to handle him, even though she had to, it was very combative, but the mother was the first one that knew that they had run down the road, by the way, because to her and her mind was, I I, I can't protect you in the house. I'm a full grown, you know, in other words, go out. I, I know that if you're out under that big tree down the road, you're safe. And you guys already know when you can come back okay in other words this is how much of a routine it was again she grew up she had you know by the time i met her she had been married to the same man for many years and they had children and and everything okay and luckily luckily she married somebody Uh, who didn't have an alcohol problem he was a little bit manipulative a little bit domineering but who cares at the end of the day but i've seen very similar circumstances where people let's say that same scenario they they want the redo button so they end up with somebody very very similar let's say like what her dad that you would think who would want if you know if you endured this through your childhood, why would you ever subject yourself and possibly your children to the same circumstances? And there's a lot of people that do because what they're trying to do is they want the redo button. Okay. But I can't actually get my dad, let's say, and I'm going to use the dad as an example in this, like, like I said, in the story, it could be, but it could be anybody. I, you know, I can't bring him in and I can't let time travel is not possible. So I'm going to hit the redo button with this person. Who, oh, by the way physically doesn't have to look and sometimes even when you meet this person they don't show all the signs but there's something in you that knows that recognizes down the road i will be able to do the redo with this person because this person will start to behave just like that caretaker that gave me the sense of instability and and you know and these people that de- developed this hypervigilance because Come on, you got to run out of your house as a kid and wait till your dad passes out. That that right there's the main ingredient for hypervigilance because you don't know what's going to happen. Even though you kind of, in a way, it's kind of a little bit routine. And, um, and, And then they find themselves in these relationships as adults, very similar, and they can't kind of understand how they end up there again. And even in, the, in, in their conscious mind, they don't get it, but their subconscious mind is doing the redo thing, okay? And in some cases, and again, it depends, it varies on a lot of things, okay? When we're coming back to what we were talking about with Bill Bean as far as what are the outcomes or the results of people when they experience childhood trauma, in whatever ways everybody's different i'm sure you've heard it you'll have siblings like i describe. some of them will go through some type of trauma sometimes systematic when i mean systematic for days weeks months years and you'll have some that handle it yeah they got their bumps and bruises maybe in their emotional life but and then you'll got one that's a total wreck and you'll say well or they be or, or they do horrible things or they become a criminal or they, i mean And everybody will say, well, how come these others, you know, they're okay. You know, they handled it. And then there's this one who's like, because everybody's different. Everybody, every personality is different. Everybody takes in things differently. All right. I mean, there's, it's like, you know, again, so, but, and, and this is, and sometimes my point being, when you have something like evil as an evil e whether you want and i'm saying evil for because i think this thing with the devil demon lucifer satan it's been so overused that it's been trivialized trivialized so i'm going to put evil as in all encompassing evil the destruction of the human soul of innocence the corruption of a human being it will target let's say that one person let's say in a sibling group who is the most vulnerable to destroy You see what i'm saying for whatever because of their care their personality makeup um maybe when this happened they were the youngest or it could be so many things but so sometimes what i'm saying is yes sometimes it is a personality thing as in why this one person seems so affected but then you also have in the background you have something that is evil saying well of all any mini, mighty mo. Hmm. No, this one right here. This one's softer. This one's easier. This one is more vulnerable. This one I can mold into doing really horrible stuff because these others. Hmm. This is gonna be my one. This is the one. Okay. And that is also, <clears throat> you know, it affects all these. Uh, like what he was saying. All these experiences do affect you in in, a, in a, on a body level, okay? Absolutely. You know, as far as what hormones your brain releases, okay? And the brain's plasticity and, you know, what you expect. And when I was talking about brain... Re- but on a spiritual level, sometimes you get targeted. And you would think, well... Isn't that kind of manipulative? Yeah, but that's what evil is. It's manipulative. Hello? (laughs) You know, of course it is. Of course it is. That's why sometimes um, you'll have one family members that... uh, and, and, and and, And something I really want to clarify, because people think that you could be a person that... Whether you've had trauma, not trauma, or maybe a rough upbringing, whatever. You could be a real jerk. Let's put it bluntly. You could be a real son of a bitch or a bitch or whatever. But there is something in you that will not allow you to hurt another human being. By this hurt, as in kill, maim, go after what evil wants. Because everybody thinks, oh, so you mean these other siblings, they all are peaches? No. No. They could be really rough but evil was unable to get in its grip to where they do the really horrible stuff though really you could have some people that you could say man wow that family yeah sometimes they're not the nicest people they're not but they would never go out and there's okay what's the word i'm looking for because People run hot and cold. Sometimes people do stupid and malicious stuff in a moment, and they, re- they regret it, and they, they realize it. But they're not evil. They're, 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 there's no perpetual malice in what they do. Or they have a conscience where they say, man, that's not right. You know, I'm a jerk, but, man, that's not right. There's people there. that, 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 that Yeah, you're, it doesn't have to me like, you're like, ha, ah, ha, ha, you know, I'm the nicest, sweetest person all the time. No, oh, there's people out there that are real jerks, but... They have a conscience, and they can empathize. Oh, man, if I do that, that's, eh, I'm not going to do that. The the difference is that the introduction of evil into somebody's soul, when it it gets a a hold of them, let's say we're talking here via childhood experiences, it kind of erases or puts back all the natural things that we have that make you feel sorry for somebody. Like, eh, you know, or, or you think of, man, if I do that, that, you know, that's not right. Whether it's to a human being, to an animal, you know, again, and I've told this to people, if you want to see a hallmark of evil, look for somebody that's into destruction versus creation. The person that wants to destroy, I guarantee you there's something there either full fledged or influencing that person. Alright. And uh and then of course, you know, we go which is part of the book that, you know, he's re edited, that Dark Force, which is if I, I ask everybody to read it because he even told me he goes now, looking back, I, I, I remember certain details that as my understanding has grown, I realize and I've included in the book things that I didn't have in my original original edition um is what are the effects of and what is the outcome that doesn't have to necessarily be that if you went through these series of traumas in your family that that's it you're done for you're never going to get over it no on the contrary read the book look at what the possibilities are where this person uh took all these negative experiences and said i'm going to use them i wish i had experiences but since i did I'm going to use them for understanding, and in this case, to help other people. By the way, coming back to what we said, something that even a lot of other uh, people that are involved with religion or religious or spiritual work are afraid of. And I'm going to repeat it. Not because they don't believe it. They do believe it. They really believe it, more than you think. Okay? But they just don't want to come out and tell you, you know what? Uh, if you were coming to me for marriage counseling, or because your teenager is giving you grief, I could help you with that absolutely. You know, we'll work on that right away. But when it comes to that, am I going to admit to you that I don't have the faith for that? Then you'd be looking at this person going, "Wait a minute, I'm coming to you, maybe every Sunday or or whatever, thinking." you know uh for religious instruction or interpretation or you know if this person is giving a sermon or talking to you or even telling you do this don't do that don't sin you know you should be living your life but wait a minute wait a minute so you're not really spiritual yeah it sounds good but you're not really spiritual because the whole the whole premise of religion and spirituality is an understanding of what's not you know material scary sure but so you're telling me that you don't have the faith like i, I what he said about that pastor who's he's saying hey come and help me and the guy's like ah, 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 ah. if you think that's uncommon it's not uncommon it is not uncommon okay it is not uncommon because and and by this it's almost like they themselves recognize if i go out there and do battle with this it will recognize that i have a big giant hole in my belief in my god um you know i don't think they do it recently but because now you know they don't even put religion in, in 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 uh vampire movies you know it's like whatever wish him away but you know once upon a time when they would do let's say dracula movies or vampire movies where you would be the the cross and religious items were like anathema to the to the vampire um uh, you guys remember fright night okay uh the 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 the, the, the would-be uh, dracula vampire hunter james vincent or vincent james or whatever how he takes out the cross and the vampire says you have to believe in it for it to work well (laughs) some of these not all i don't want to generalize some of these people that do work in you know that uh are pastors or priests or whatever they're the vincent james and they know it and they really do believe in evil because they know it exists they're afraid that when they go out there and try to confront it on behalf of a parishioner or somebody that's come to them for help the devil or the demon or whatever it is god forbid you know like they're they're that person is really talking about something really dark and malevolent it's gonna go oh yeah you want to tang with me let's see because their faith is not there in other words they have the limitations but they're lying to their parishioners Then you would think okay well then you have to do a lot of soul searching do you really are you really supposed to be doing what you're doing maybe you should just be a counselor (laughs) but don't stand up there in a pulpit and preach and pretend to have a level of faith and belief that you don't have because you know comes to counseling marriage counseling you can go to a counselor uh I, you know, I've handled situations where I've done referrals for people that go to want to therapy and they say, I want a faith-based counselor. And I understand because for them, spirituality and religion and the religious beliefs is important. They think that it's integral to uh, their therapy. But... That relationship is based strictly first on going to a therapist, somebody that understands, uh, you know, the, 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 the way therapy works. You know, and of course, they are integrating religion into it. But it's not the same as somebody that you go see who is a spiritual or church leader for you. Different, different approach. Okay. And I hope, you know, for anybody that, that thinks, uh, you know, uh, this will never happen to me hopefully it will not but you never know when if it's not you it's really weird sometimes things come to where you could the good deed that you do okay is where you learn of or there's a moment where you could tell a person for whatever the circumstances oh my god this is happening to me and um hey well you know what have you read this book why don't you get in contact, there's a man by the name of Bill Bean, this is his website, reach out to him, I think he can help you. Yeah. That sometimes that's the way it works. You know, getting somebody that maybe is isolated, possibly might have been turned away by their religious, or maybe not have any connection to a church, or a community, or a spiritual, or nothing, and they're, they're at their wits' end. You know, and you are that person's guardian angel because for some reason circumstances put you in that position of being able to say sometimes even sometimes doesn't even have to be somebody really well known that for some reason confides in you maybe because they don't know you that well that you tell them oh really you don't dismiss them and you say wow you know what i've heard of this man and this is his website address why don't you check it out because that's the way it works sometimes it's that one little thing that changes the outcome you know that is the way of the light worker that is the way good works goodness works okay the chance encounter though like the one kindness uh that is that's sometimes how it works it doesn't always necessarily have to be um a headliner in other words so anyway, guys, I hope you like the show. What do you think of my unicorn uh, headset? You know, I, I, you know, I get these because let's face it, some some of this subject matter is a little bit dark, and you know, or it reminds me not to take myself seriously. But anyway, guys, thank you for being part of my audience. You're all wonderful. Um, in case by the time you listen to it, happy holidays, merry Christmas. Um, we didn't get to talk to Bill about it. happy Thanksgiving. You know, uh, and all those, you know, Happy New Year. I'm not sure when I'll stagger the show, but anyway, guys, thank you for being part of my audience. I really appreciate it. Take care.
0: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture, and the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. As well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row. Proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network Verizon. Best and most reliable based on root metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks.